0: We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! Hey Kingdom Culture family, happy Sunday. So great to see you online. So thankful that we get to come to you online and service you this way during this time. Hopefully one day if you're in local, the local area of Ottawa, you can come visit us live and in person. We are at the Cineplex Scotiabank Theatre and so thankful to be there. So thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know where you're watching from, comment, share the broadcast. If you're watching live with us, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, let us know how we can support you, pray for you in this season as an online community. You, even though you're not there in person, you're a part of our online community community, or maybe you're at home, not feeling well, and you're still able to connect with us, we'd love to know how we can pray for you in this time. And keeping in touch with the theme of kingdom, we've been really diving into a lot for the last several months um, regarding kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Uh, I want to stay in that place. We're we're kind of, I don't know how long this is going to, I mean, go on forever. Technically, everything we should be doing is talking about the kingdom, but Really just emphasizing that each and every week. I I want to talk today about kingdom in the marketplace. God's kingdom as it is in heaven in the marketplace. Um, lessons from Jesus. These are lessons from Jesus that we're going to learn today. And I, in my early stages, in my early stages of my spiritual walk, I made it my objective to bring the kingdom in the marketplace. And all the jobs that I had in the very beginning of my relationship with Jesus, I literally made, it was almost like, I don't know, you wanna call it a vow, that every employee, every coworker, and every opportunity that I find, I am going to do what I can to extend an invitation for someone to encounter the kingdom in their life. And yes, in the marketplace, at the job site, at the store, I remember I was in retail sales, and I made it my objective to every coworker, even my boss, to give them, you know, prophetic words, encouraging words. I'd pray for them, and then, you know, even one of my my Muslim bosses and managers actually, I wrote this big long prophetic word for him on a on a piece of paper, uh, and like spent time praying for him. And I just made it my objective to somehow minister, encourage, love on and strengthen, in a supernatural way, everybody that I came into contact with. And I saw some incredible fruit in the beginning of my journey. And I, I honestly believe that a lot of those stories and those moments in the beginning of my journey are have what has, it's kind of like painted the, sort of the backdrop on the canvas of my life for everything that I'm doing. Today and giving me a giving me a confidence in my role in culture and my role in society um, as a pastor as somebody who's connected in other things outside of what I do like to be able to find avenues and ways to reach into uh, the marketplace and touch down and see heaven touch down in, in a significant way and so you know I want to talk about what God wants to do today in the marketplace through a story in Luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 11 and we're going to read in a in a few seconds here but i just want to say this at the forefront is that we can't forget that 80 to 98% the stat was always around 98% of all people are in full time marketplace let's call it ministry. When i say ministry, some people think that you know you're called to uh the marketplace and then you're called to church the the vocational as we know it church service everybody's called to ministry whether your vocation is predominantly within the church or your vocation is predominantly in the marketplace in business in government wherever you're employed or even just in family we're all called to what the bible calls the ministry of reconciliation that's the ministry of jesus helping people reconcile their lives back to god And so every one of us has a ministry. We have to get out of this mentality that like ministry is just church. No, it's everywhere. If you're not doing ministry, you're not doing kingdom. Because kingdom should be happening in every way, in every shape and form, in everything that you touch. That's the goal of God. That's the goal of heaven. It's the Matthew 6 prayer as it is. In heaven. This is God's heart that you would be a witness wherever you are and show evidence of that witness wherever you are. Remember, the book of Acts talks about how the disciples gave witness to the power of the resurrection. So important that th- this is why we live. This is our mission to, to know God and make him known wherever we are. And so we're going to talk about Luke chapter five. We're going to read out of a uh, Luke chapter five and one to eleven, and we're going to get some learn some lessons from Jesus today that I believe apply to uh, helping us, all of us out there listening, be of more influence in the marketplace. I wanna make this very practical. I mean, my hope every Sunday is that it's practical. My hope every Sunday is that whatever job you are in, whatever career path you're on, whatever scenario you find yourself in, whether it's retired, whether it's at home, single mom, that whatever we do on a Sunday, somehow can be applied to your life circumstances. That's the goal. That's the hope. I'm praying that that happens every single week. Let's read Luke chapter five, verse one. Before we do that, let's take a little uh, kingdom culture coffee break. Okay, we're back. Verse one. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed... Two empty boats at the water's edge, "'for the fishermen had left them "'and were washing their nets. "'Stepping into one of the boats, "'Jesus asked Simon, its owner, "'to push it out onto the water. "'So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. "'When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, "'Now go out where it is deeper "'and let down your nets to catch some fish. "'Master,' Simon replied, "'we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing.' But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were others with him. Verse 10, his partners, James and the John and the sons of Zebedee were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. As you know, this story really is the invitation into some of the first disciples following Jesus. It's the initiation rite. It's the moment of all moments. Jesus, God in the flesh, calling you out of whatever it is that you're doing into something new, saying that, hey, you're used to fishing for fish, but now I'm going to make you a fisher of men. And in fact, Peter, Simon Peter, you don't know this yet, but you're going to be like the voice that kind of initiates, puts the key in the lock, unlocks the beginning of the church as we know it. And I don't think Peter had any idea what he was getting into, but here is the initiation moment. Really, it's an invitation. And so I want to dive into six, I think, really insightful things that we see here um, to to help us position ourselves to be of impact and influence in the marketplace, bringing the kingdom into the marketplace. Number one, we have to recognize the opportunity. Recognize the opportunity. We see this in verse um, 2 of Luke chapter 5. But actually, let me read verse 1 again just to recap. I know we already read it. But one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. Now, verse 2 is where we see this. He noticed. He noticed. He paid attention. He saw an opportunity. Jesus saw. This is a great lesson for us. For us to bring kingdom into the marketplace. Into that space. And I say marketplace because I mean, here the disciples, this was their marketplace. This was their vocation. This was their trade. This is what they'd learned, known. This is what they were skilled at. And here Jesus is reaching in to release kingdom into the marketplace. I mean, so much so that he flips it on its head and says, Hey, you're going to stop doing that now. You're going to come follow me. But he saw the opportunity. He recognized the opportunity. He was paying attention. My question is to you, are you paying attention? Maybe that coworker that's been complaining that he's sick, complaining that he has chronic headaches, maybe that's an invitation, an opportunity for you to literally begin to pray for him and see the kingdom manifest by a healing coming to ha- and, and, and happening in his life. I don't know what it is for you. Where's the opportunity? Can you see the opportunity, are you paying attention? It says he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. I, there are things, scenarios, people that are just waiting for you to step in and do something to release the kingdom. There is emptiness all around you. There's people in your life, around your life, coworkers, family members, people in whatever sphere you are in that have that empty boat that are waiting for you to step in, are waiting for you to occupy a place within the kingdom because the kingdom is always the answer. The kingdom is the answer for everything that is needed in life. And I remember I was once invited onto this boat, very big boat, and it was several, several years ago, right, by a very, very wealthy businessman. I remember on this boat, he had asked me to pray ahead of time. Pray, pray ahead of time. Get a word. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm not going to tell you what it is, Sean. But I want you to get a word. And I, I'm, I'm believing that God's going to speak through you because I need some wisdom in a specific area. And I, if I don't have that wisdom, I don't know how I'm going to make that next step. And so I had no idea what it was about. But I know when I, before I got into that boat, I recognized the opportunity. I recognized, okay, God wanted to bring some sort of kingdom instruction, kingdom. Uh, you know, peace in this moment for this businessman. And so God, what do you have to say? And God showed me a very specific picture, very specific picture. And I remember seeing, having this vision of this door standing in front of him. And yet all this garbage was in front of the door. And the only way the door was going to open was if the garbage got swept out of the way, got moved out of the way. But the garbage wasn't getting moved out of the way. And I shared this word with him. I didn't, once again, know what it is that he was inquiring about or what scenario in his life was happening, circumstance was happening. All I knew is that God was saying that there's garbage in front of the door and there's a door, there's an opportunity door. There's a door of opportunity, but I don't think you're going to get into that door because of the garbage in front of it. And there was more to the word, of course, and that word just really hit home and it was the answer he needed because he was about to make a decision, about to move through a door that probably would have not been good. And that garbage that needed to be swept wasn't gonna get dealt with. And so he actually did not approach that door. It wasn't the time. And to this day, he is thankful that he didn't go through that door because it would have totally altered his career path in a negative way. And so you have these moments, you recognize... The opportunity. You gotta go with it to bring kingdom in the marketplace. Kingdom in the marketplace. Do you see the opportunity? Can you recognize it when it happens? I think a lot of times it's like I said that I said it earlier, you know, we want opportunity, and our coworker is sitting there complaining about his leg or chronic headaches or whatever. And it's like, you know, we're asking God, use me to heal the sick, use me to, you know, bring heaven. And then we're hearing this as an opportunity, but we're not recognizing it as the opportunity. That is the answer to the prayer we've been praying, God use me in the marketplace. It's right there in front of you. These empty boats were right there in front of Jesus. Jesus saw the opportunity and he stepped into those boats. Number two, stepped into those boats. I kind of gave you the little hint. He stepped into their world. Number two, step into their world. Luke 5, 1 to 3, picking it up. In verse 3, stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. He got into their world. The boat was their livelihood. The boat was their world. The boat was their, um, their career path. It was the vehicle that was used to accomplish the purpose and the task and the trade that they were skilled in. God wants us to step into the world of the uh, the world around us. He wants us to step into the marketplace. Step into the world of the people that are in the marketplace around us in culture for us to impact, for us to bring kingdom. We got to get down to their level. Step into where they are comfortable, get down to where they're at, not to speak to people from way up here, but to speak to them where they're at, get into their world. If you're going to have impact, not only do you need to recognize the opportunity, you need to be able to get into their world, get on their level and speak to them at their level so that you can bring them higher, so that you can see them come into the full potential of what they were always uh, uh, destined to come into. I remember this. One businessman, um, you know, had this this potential opportunity. He wasn't sure if he was gonna do it. And I offered to travel with him to go and be a part of it, to be a support, to encourage him, to encourage him in his business endeavors. Because I, I love being able to support and help people in their business endeavors, their marketplace endeavors. If they have a vision for kingdom, hey, I'm all in to support, walk with you, pray with you, believe that God is gonna make his promise uh manifest in your life. And I remember traveling with this individual to this business meeting. He almost, you know, wanted to not do it. He had this big presentation to do, this pitch to do. It was potentially gonna be a game changer for the business, a a major shift in his business. And I went and I remember just praying with him, supporting him, encouraging him. When he didn't want to do it, he wasn't gonna do it. He was gonna almost back out. He wanted to back out. And I remember just encouraging how I stepped into his world, traveled with this guy. It was hours and hours, probably about 10 hours of travel. And um, I stepped into his world to be a support. And as a result, heaven really, really hit home in that meeting and changed everything for his business. To me, it was a great example of what kingdom looks like in the marketplace. When kingdom people come together and support each other and, and to see God's purpose and plan unfold in and through our lives. We have to step into their world. Number three, know your message. Know your message. It says in verse three, stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So we sat in the boat and taught the crowds. Know your message, so important. It's so often that we can recognize the opportunity, we can get into the person's world, but then we don't know what to do. We don't know what to, what to, what to say. We don't know how to articulate what's inside of us. I said this uh, a few weeks ago about how you know once God spoke to me about, about teaching, I think it was actually uh, last week actually, teaching is giving your impartation language that God has put so much on the inside of you. He's given you a message, a life message, stories, pain. He's a lot of pain in your life, there are lots of victories and 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 hopeless moments, yet hope as well and and disappointments and yet great strength on the other side of those disappointments and and you you have a journey. You you have there's an in, there's a deposit on the inside of you. There's a message on the inside of you. God takes every mess and can turn it into a message if you let him. And and I think it's so important that we know how to articulate what's inside of us. Like as we teach, as we learn to teach, it's giving what's already inside of us a language. And I think a lot of us don't practice this. We don't think about it. Like, you know, one of the ways that I would mentor young guys in the beginning was, you know, if you're if you're in a, in a restaurant, you have to be able to share your story to the waitress or a testimony within a minute. You can't go and give them the whole history. I mean, I, I'm I'm in in church like right? I, I see people each and every week live and sometimes people either they want to take like a half an hour at the end of an experience to share their whole life story. It's really hard to stay focused for a half an hour after after an Sunday experience. Right, we have to learn to share our journey and our story in a shorter amount of time. And this is part of knowing our message. This is part of knowing what's inside of us. We're we're always trying to find language to articulate what's inside of us. And without practicing this, we will miss so many opportunities to bring kingdom into the marketplace. Because if you don't share your story because you need 30 minutes to share your story, you're robbing somebody of being impacted by your story that you could share probably in a minute and a half and be just as powerful. This is so important to be prepared in season and out of season, the Bible calls it. We have to become the message. Know our story. Know what God has given us. The reason why Jesus was one who taught as he had authority. He was different. The religious people made this comment in Matthew 7 about this Jesus guy. He's like, he's different than all the other teachers of the law. He teaches as one who has authority authority. You know why? Because he was the message. He so knew the message because he was the message. He was the message incarnate. He was God in the flesh. And because of that, because he gave flesh to the message, because he was the message, he owned that message, he could articulate that message. The more you embrace the the, the message, the more you embrace spiritual transformation the more that you experience in life and put your roots down deep in faith the more that you are tested to make your faith true by walking it out by activating it in hard seasons the more your root systems go down and the more confident you are in authority you have to speak from that place where you begin to own that message because it's a part of you. And we need to learn how to articulate that message because we are that message. Number four is give them new depth. Take them deeper. Give them something they don't have. Reveal to them something they don't have so they can get something that they need to have. This was what happened in the story with Jesus to Simon Peter in Luke chapter five, verse four. When he had finished teaching or speaking to the crowds, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. There is something great, Peter, for you. But for you to access that great, you gotta go deeper. You gotta change your perspective. You gotta look a little different. You've been fishing in the shallows, maybe. You've been fishing where it's easy, where it's comfortable, where you're used to fishing. But now I'm like, listen. You, to go and get what you're called to get, you got to go out into the deep. You got to go maybe where nobody is going. This was is what we are called to do with those that are around us. To reach out to those that are around us. To 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 release the kingdom to those are around us. We're we're charging them to think deeper. To go beyond. They're going to access what God has for them to access. We gotta help them see that there's more by changing their perspective. This is what repentance is. Simply changing the perspective, going to the penthouse, read, to go back to the penthouse of God, literally to the pent, to go up, to go up and see from his high perspective, to turn away from what was and to turn towards what is supposed to be, which is God leading our lives in and through our lives. This is what we're called to do. If we're gonna reach the marketplace and reach culture, one of the greatest things that we can do and leave people with, is an understanding that there is more to life than they've been experiencing. He says to Peter, go out where, where it's deeper. Go out where it's not comfortable and then you're going to access all that I have for you and even more. And of course, it says in verse five, Master Simon replied, we worked hard all last night. Didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let, them let down the nets again. And this time their nets were so full of fish they begin to tear. It kind of sounds like John 21, where, you know, the, the the moment where Peter was reinstated, the disciples were kind of all reinstated to Jesus. He was a resurrected man, started making some food on the beach, saw them after his resurrection. They were kind of discouraged back in their old lifestyle, fishing, discouraged, trying to fish all night. And Jesus comes out, uh, out and says, hey, guys, put your net on the right side of the boat. And they're like, come on, man. Like we've been fishing all night. There's no way that just changing the side of the boat is gonna do anything. We've been fishing all that, we're discouraged, like we're super discouraged. He says, put the net on the right side of the boat. And they did, and they caught a whole bunch of fish. And this was like a part of the reinstatement of Peter because he had denied Jesus. And it's funny that the two most really powerful encounters that Peter has, both him his initiation and his invitation to follow Jesus started with fishing and that it ended with fishing. Interesting. God's God literally like stepped into their vocation. He stepped into their world and helped them see there was more to their life. Did you not remember Peter? This is John 21. And I'm paraphrasing. He's probably thinking in his mind, not remember Peter when I first called you in Luke chapter five. And I said, you'll no longer fish for fish. You're going to fish for Man, well, I know you're discouraged right now, Peter, but that that call is still there. This is three years later. That call is still there over you. And now it's time. It's time. You are ready to go. You are ready to run. You have my resurrection power. You're gonna gonna have so much more and you're gonna be the guy that becomes the face of the New Testament church because you're gonna stand up in Acts chapter two when it's all crazy and the Holy Spirit's being poured out and you're gonna see 3,000 people get saved that day. This was Peter. And it all happened through a fishing experience. He stepped into their world and he gave them a new way of looking at life. He says, go out where it is deeper. This is what we are called to do. Number five, give them something to talk about. Give them something to talk about. It says in verse I'm going to read uh, from verse 6, actually, in Luke chapter 5. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. So they they all of a sudden realized that going in the deep was the answer. And now it's so full, their boats are on the verge of sinking. Both boats. Verse 8, when Simon Peter realized what had happened... Basically, now that I have your attention, this is how Jesus is probably thinking. Now that I have your attention, you listened to me, you went where it's deep. Now two boats are being filled up. They're on the verge of sinking. Now that I have your attention, it says he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught as were the others with him. Give them something to talk about. I think this is so important. I think... This needs to be part of the motivation that we press in. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, the kingdom is not a matter of talk, but of power. Not a matter of talk, but of power. That's such an important, important statement. And this could be, if there's any motivation to to pursue that truth, it's this, to give the world something to talk about. When you pray for the sick and they get healed, that's going to give them something to talk about. It's going to open their mind. I'm sure in this moment, Peter and the other boats and disciples were like, Whoa, what is going on here? Like, who is this Jesus guy? Like, we were fishing all night. We're discouraged. We went out a little deeper. Now we have so much fish. These two boats that we have, other boats are helping us. We're on the verge of sinking. Like, we have too many fish. Like, I don't want this many fish. It's going to destroy our boats. Jesus gave them something to talk about. This is what Jesus does in our life. He so blows our mind, exceeds our expectations, our wildest imaginations, and he gives us something to talk about, to keep us in awe, to keep us in wonder. This is what was happening in this moment. And something I've learned uh, over the years, uh, just in ministry in general, is, is when we can take time to really press in, to recognize the opportunity, to pay attention, to step into someone else's world, to step into their boat, to, to, to really see things God's way, show them there's more to life than this, to, to own what's inside of you, know your message. When you can combine all those ingredients together and then see someone encounter God for the first time, it's gonna give them something to talk about to a place that's gonna transform their life forever. Transform their life forever. Number six, call out their potential. Luke 5, chapter 10 to 11, his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. As soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. He called out their potential. He saw what they could not see in themselves. They only saw themselves as fishermen. They saw themselves as this is my trade. This is my skill. This is what I'm used to. This is what I'm comfortable with. But God saw more. They saw the practical, God saw the spiritual. You see what you're good at, and God sees what you're called to. And often they may connect, they may intersect, but they have two different outcomes. One has a physical outcome, born in flesh. What's born of flesh is flesh. One has a spiritual outcome, what is born of the spirit is spirit. God has called you to make spiritual impact in people's lives, God has called you to make eternal impact in people's lives, play an eternally, or an eternal significant role in people's lives, in the marketplace. He's called you to bring kingdom by calling out people's potential by helping them see who they are called to be by helping give giving them hope to see beyond what they feel comfortable with and say hey there's more to your life than what you've known thus far calling out their potential he called them out it was the practical first and then the spiritual they could relate to the spiritual call because they had developed the practical often that's what happens we go about our day we do our thing we steward our life the best we can and god calls us not when we're ready When we feel ready, but God calls us when we, he knows when we're ready. They had no grid for what he was talking about. What do you mean you're gonna be fishers of men? Like I'm a fisher of people, but now I'm making you a fisher of men. They had no grid for what that meant. They had no grid over the next three years, three and a half years, what their life would look like. But they were all in. They saw the miracle. They saw the moment. They saw the opportunity. They, they heard the message. They heard the word. They saw it. They felt it. They felt something special. They saw how they felt when Jesus stepped into their boat. They saw what happened when they were obedient and listened to Jesus and the harvest that came in. I mean, this was a prophetic picture, a prophecy that you see all these fish. I'm going to take you so deep in your life, in your call, in your life. You're going to know your word, you're going to know your message, you're going to you're going to have a message and you're going to impact people's lives and just like these fish almost caused your boat to sink, you are literally going to catch a whole bunch of spiritual fish in your life. It's gonna overwhelm you and the grace of God's gonna overwhelm you. The favor's gonna overtake you. But just know this, that this is what you are called to. This is what happened. Jesus called out their potential, saw their potential and commissioned them to live beyond themselves for a greater purpose and mission. God has called you to reach the marketplace. God has called you to bring kingdom into the marketplace. And we can learn about this through these amazing principles and lessons that we see Jesus taught or teach us in this passage. I want to be very practical today for you. As we close, and I want to give you a little bit of an activation. I want to give you a little bit of an activation. What an activation I mean like I want you to write some things down. We're going to put them on the screen for you, but I want you to take a picture maybe. And I want you to write some answers down in this in this season, this week coming up, the next 7 days. And I want you to write down three barriers you feel that are stopping you from connecting with people in the marketplace when it comes to or as it pertains to the kingdom. Your faith. What's stopping you from reaching out to people in this season? What's stopping you from like sharing the love of Jesus with somebody? Maybe you don't believe it's powerful enough. I don't know. Maybe there's fear. Maybe there's insecurity. Maybe you're afraid you're going to lose your job. And so maybe you need to be strategic and figure out how to language it differently. But write down what you feel are the three barriers that are stopping you from connecting with the marketplace as it pertains to the kingdom. Number two, write down three things that you are willing to change. What are you willing to change? How are you willing to adapt so that you can create a, a space for God to move in the marketplace in your life. And once I say, once again, you know, for you, when I say marketplace, it could be uh, your family. It could be anything. You might not be in a typical job of a place of employment, but you have family. Maybe you're looking for a job right now. It just looks like anywhere you go. Grocery store, everybody goes to the grocery store at some point, um, you know, restaurants, anywhere you go, like what does it look like for you to to bring the kingdom into the marketplace? Number three, but that God would give you a heart take your faith from just being this personal interaction you have with God on your alone time for it to, to, for it to extend into the marketplace, into those that you contact day in and day out in Jesus' name. And I know that if you were to do these things, take some time, posture yourself, pray through some of this stuff, write it down. I know that God will use you in a powerful way to bring the kingdom in the marketplace. Let me just pray as we close. God, I thank you. For every person watching right now, whether they're a business leader, they work in government, media, music, education, family, church, or just whatever—whether an at-home dad, at-home mom, in search of uh, of a job, or just not their season right now—God, I pray that everyone watching right now would get a heart for reaching out, bringing their faith from a personal level to a more of a public influence in Jesus' name. This is your mission. This is the calling of God over all of our lives to to move and step out with mission and purpose, to love people, to love our neighbor as ourselves, and to, to help others experience the kingdom in their life and be transformed in Jesus' name. So I pray that you just overwhelm us right now, God. Give us that courage. Give us that boldness. Give us that strength. Give us that insight, that revelation that we need to do this to make maximum impact in Jesus' name.